Hey, this is Monica Brandt, and you're listening to This Is Bodybuilding. Come in, relax, sit down, take your shoes off, and get ready to listen to This Is Bodybuilding Abroad. My name is Daniel Lansfield, and as always, I'm here to talk to personalities in the bodybuilding world about bodybuilding. Today's episode is a little something special. Um, Monica Brandt. What can what can you say about Monica Brandt? If you don't know who she is, well, shame on you. There's this thing called the internet. Go and look her up. Basically, Monica Brandt is the most, or one of the most decorated figure and fitness competitors of the last 25 years, and she has again not come out of retirement. She she makes that very clear. She never retired, but she's returned to the stage recently in Birmingham uh, for the PCA event here. PCA is a relatively new organisation. It's only been around for a couple of years, um, and she's come over to the PCA. Cleaned up there, and she's going to try her luck. Okay, no, I shouldn't say luck, and, and that'll make sense at the end of the interview. Um, but she's going to try her hand at the Nabba Universe tomorrow. Um, there's really not a lot to say. She's a very interesting person. She's got a lot of things in her life other than uh, figure and fitness competitions, and she makes that very clear. Um, so look, it's a great interview. We had, we had a really good chat. Um, she's a really lovely person, very down to earth. And uh, Monica, I hope you're listening to this, and, and to all your fans out there, um, you've got an extra fan in me. Uh, and I'm, I'm yeah, I, I know that uh, there's going to be a lot of people cheering you on tomorrow, both here in England and, of course, overseas. So, yeah, just uh, enjoy the show. It's uh, a very special episode. This one. And of course, this episode is brought to you absolutely free on SoundCloud and iTunes. Jump onto the Facebook page, This Is Bodybuilding, and give us a like. If you've got any suggestions or would like to leave a comment, please do so. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm in England at the moment, but uh, I will be available on Facebook for harassment and comment. I've got to say, I never actually thought I'd uh, be interviewing someone of your caliber. You've, you're probably one of the most decorated figure competitors and fitness competitors anywhere in the world, and you're here in Birmingham. I am. How are you finding it so far? It's been a very good week. We've been here exactly a week. My mom's here with me, and it's been fabulous. People, I don't mind the cold weather. Come from because it's been 90 and 100 degrees all summer yeah. in Texas. When I left, it was 90 degrees. So. Yeah. Um, it's been awesome. It's been a really good week. Are you, um, are you looking forward to tomorrow? I am. It's going to be obviously with the NABBA universe. I am. Your first time competing with NABBA. Yeah. Um, so I just want to share my, I'm so excited to share this with you. Yeah. Um, so I competed, you know, IFBB for 15 years. Yep. Before that I did Fitness USA in yep. the early nineties. Was that, uh, Jantana? No, that, no, no, it was uh, Wally Boyko Fitness USA. Okay. Whole different organization. Yep. I did Jantana's shows two years. Yep. And then I was with IFBB for 15. And then I left IFBB and went to WBFF. Yep. Um, did two shows, 2010 and 2013. Which and at, at you, the, Both times which you won. I won, yeah. So you're pro, <laughs> the pro figure world champion twice. Yes. 
And then in that after that last show, I just thought there was, you know, Were you thinking 23 of years. Or was it? Well, I never, I never used the word retire. Just I just had an, a I had, break or? all I knew is I'd had enough of what I was doing with the organizations yep. and I just needed a break. I just was done. I was running track in the USATF masters division for yep. a couple of years. And so I wanted to focus you're still, on that. You still run track today? Um, not competitively right now. I do some small track meets, but I just needed a, a break from all of it because I didn't see after 23 years that I wanted to continue yep. what I was at that at that place. And so, um, <laughs> sorry, we're just uh, working out the bill for our coffees. <laughs> Our hot water and lemons and hot coffees. So at that point, I decided I'm done competing for right now. I didn't have anything else in mind to do. Yep. Um, everyone else liked to use the word retire. I never use the word retire. It's not a word in my vocabulary for myself, mm. especially at my age. I'm like, to we, me, uh, retire Happy birthday. You just turned 46 yes. a couple of days ago. Oh, thank you. And uh, So obviously, so, this is a, a big chance for you to show that, you know, well, so I just want to tell you, my point was, when I quit doing the shows, the back of my mind, I thought, if there's an organization that makes sense for me to come back for, yep. I would come back. Okay. And honestly, I have been in the industry for so long, but mm. NABA is not a huge part of USA. Say, yeah. And so I just didn't know much about NABA. Yeah. So when I was, um, Eddie Robinson had was teasing me online earlier this year about competing and in, in making a comeback, right? Yep, yep. And I thought about it, and of course, um, there's a funny little story about that. My goddaughter was driving with my husband and I, mm. and she's asking questions to my husband, like, um, what's your favorite color? She's 13, you know, what's your favorite color? What are your, what, do you, what sports do you like? All these kind of things. Yep. She's been in our life for two years. So she doesn't, you know, she's asking all these questions to get to know my husband and myself. Yeah. Well, she wanted to see if I knew the answers to his questions. So one of the questions was, there's, uh, I'm getting to the point of this, I promise. <laughs> okay. One of the questions was, where would you like to vacation? Right. Well, my husband said, I'd like to go to England. It's convenient. And I hadn't told him yet about NABA invitation yep. Yep. from Eddie Robinson, right? Yep. So later I, I, uh, I didn't know that, that he had wanted to go to England because we've been married for four years and I didn't realize England was on his radar. We just had never talked about it. So long story short, I had to ask him later. I said, you know, you had mentioned that you'd like to see England. I said, what do you think about going to see England and me getting on stage again at the NAB at this competition in NABA? And he was like, sounds good to me. <laughs> so that's kind of how it, it came about. And, but I, I think looking back in 2013, my thought was if there was an organization that made sense for me to come back and do. Now, yeah. because I've been in the industry for so long yeah. and have been on stage so many years, I'm very honored to be in a show that has the longevity and the history that NABA does. So for me, that was really This is the, this is important. the 67th year that the NABA that's Universe has been nuts. running. And that so is so exciting to yeah. me. And that's why, that's why I said yes to NABA. Of mm. course, after my husband said yes, yep. that I could do it and he would be supportive of me coming back. So, so okay. it's kind of a fun little story, I think. Moving, moving from the IFBB into the WBFF, did you know Paul Dillette very well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean we you, used to train at Gold's Gym Venice together in the early, in the late '90s, and I knew him fairly well. Yeah. So, did he invite you directly to come to the WBFF, or was it something that you thought, well, look, you know, your IFBB time is sort of coming to a close. Um, maybe you'll try something different. 
Um, he did invite me. He had invited yeah. me um, previous to the year that I went. Okay. And I just, you know, it's all it's always all about timing. Did that create some ripples when you moved over? Of course. I figured you don't like anyone leaving, and if they want you out, <laughs> well, if they if they want you out, they want you to just go away and hide. <laughs> they don't want you doing something else. So yes. Are you are you still close with any of the IFBB officials? Obviously, you know, over fifteen years, you you would have gotten to know people quite well. Well, and I mean, I wouldn't say close. Relationships or yeah, you yeah. know, there's people I see them like a lot of the staff people that I enjoyed, but they were always backstage, so it's not yeah. like I run into them now. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the athletes and. But I'm really, I don't put myself in the position where IFBB people are, to be honest. I'm not mm. I mean, is, is Texas an IFBB stronghold? Or is that, because I know uh, is Lee Thompson with the NSL, he's got a bit of a, uh, he's moved into Texas as well, I believe. I have to be honest, like when I got out of WBFF in 2013, I just kind of removed myself from all of the industry stuff. Yep. Um, I got remarried and my husband is a horse trainer and we've done horse stuff and I did track stuff. Okay. So honestly, I was out of all of the loop of who's who and who's doing what until um, I this year I kind of got, you know, looking Dragged at back into NABA it. <laughs> and and then yes, Lee has yep. you know been in touch a little bit and that's kind of all I know. I understand mm. that he's got a new organization and seems like he's trying to do something nice yeah. for the athletes and you know to me I I don't ever like to be in the middle of anything. I just I'm about people. Yep. I'm about that girl that is, you know, 20 years younger than me, needing a goal, needing some inspiration, needing to be lifted up and, and blessed. So for me, it's it's just about people. And that's why it was really hard for me to deal with IFBBs, you know, when they changed. They started trying to control more of my appearances and stuff. I'm like, I'm an athlete. I compete at the IFBB, mm. but I'm about people. Yeah. I'm not out here trying to say I'm not an IFBB competitor. If I go to another organization and do an appearance, mm. I had to make a living somehow. It but does I also seem that that's, that's a common theme yeah. around the world, that if you're an IFBB professional, uh, they don't like you even going to non-IFBB well, shows. Well, that was a big issue because I did for many years. And then all of a sudden when the presidency changed hands, then I got in a lot of trouble for that stuff. And I'm like, I've been doing this for years now, and all of a sudden now you're going to tell me I can't still make the same type of money that and so how I was making money. So that's Jim Mannion uh, trying to clamp down on yep, all of them. people yep. coming outside of the, the IFBB and system? I just, you know, it was just for me, it was, again, I just wanted to go meet people, be loving to people, and, and spread the health and fitness and wellness and the good part of this industry and of course but i had to earn a living right and yeah you get you get a organization down in brazil that wants to or argentina or you know all these little places i've been to these awesome countries but i would have never had an opportunity to go to yeah if i hadn't have said yes to those jobs mm. um i made good money and i got to meet a whole lot of wonderful people and have some really cool opportunities mm. so that's yep. kind of sad to say that they want to keep you from doing that kind of stuff. As yeah. a, I mean, as an, I mean, I was always, I would still be recognized as IFBB Olympia champion no matter yep. where I went. Yeah. So you've been inspiring people for 25 years. I think it was your first com competition in 1991. Mm -hmm. So that's a long time. You know, you've you've been around the industry. You've seen it change. You've seen it evolve. Um, no, you know, no doubt you've been at the at the coalface of some of that that change do you think the bodybuilding industry today is in a better place than it was in 1991 well 91 i was so young you know i 
that was my first fitness show, but I didn't really know the industry. So I think the biggest change over all the years is the fact that there's very few ways that the athletes are being um, created into stars. Okay. Like the organizations, you know. Is it, is it really just the top couple of men in the bodybuilding? Yeah. And it's like in the past, you know, there was more opportunity for athletes to be recognized and to be, you know, uh, built up as, as a celebrity in the industry. And now it's just, you know, everyone's a model and everyone's a pro and it's, everyone's it's just an watered in, down. Everyone's an Insta-famous uh, yeah, overnight insta- success. Yeah, do you social th- do media. You think, do you think part of that, I guess, that difficulty with creating uh, superstardom within the bodybuilding industry, do you think some of that came when um, Joe Weider sold his magazine? I think it was 2001 or 2002, around there. Maybe, yeah. Because obviously if, if the internal... Yeah. media machine that the IFBB had in, in the U.S. Yeah, because they pretty much, there. you know, chose, I mean, even to this day, like I, at this point, unless something miraculous happens, I won't be yeah. back in Muscle and Fitness Magazine or Flex or any of those because yeah. I left cool. IFBB. Like, that's ridiculous, right? Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, every, I guess, unless a magazine is owned by a bodybuilding promotion. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just talking about Muscle and Fitness and yeah. I was in those magazines for, what, 10 well, now, I've, I've, say, I've got magazines at home that, I mean, my parents were both, uh, Bodybuilders, mm-hmm. um, both NABBA Universe champions back in the 90s. Awesome. Um, so clearly I'm of a different stock. But uh, <laughs> um, I think a lot of the magazines that I've had, you know, seen growing up, you know, had your face on yeah. them. Well, you um, know, in, in all reality, too, it's not just that. It's also all the social media and the digital world because now digital magazines are everywhere yeah everyone's a photographer there's more access for people to have pictures taken and done everyone's you know facebook model now and everyone's got pictures 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 so it's you know the old days it was very select few would get in the magazines Mm. because they wanted their magazines to sell and now there's you know tons of online magazines there's tons of ways that people can get notoriety and so social media is good and bad i think and um I think there's good parts and bad parts of social media. Do you think today a bodybuilder's or or a figure competitor's worth is judged more by their social media standing than by their actual performance? I think so. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the people that have, you know, the big, huge followings are the the people that will risk showing more, filming more, risque, you know, putting themselves in that position nonstop, basically. And And that's just. Do you much. know Doris Barrio? No. So she, uh, colloquially called the the first lady of bodybuilding. She was around in Doris, Doris Barrio. She's in. She's in. She lives in uh, Florida. Huh. Um, if you ever have a chance, look her up. She's cool. a tremendous lady. She's about. I don't want to say how old she is. I think she might be. Uh, Definitely older than seventy. She's okay. a, you know, a, a grandmother. Well, but that would be awesome to meet her someday. <laughs> she is um, very outspoken about the way female competitors are treated as not proper athletes, um, and, and it's obviously with the the rise of the bikini right. um, divisions and, and all those right. sorts of things. There's a lot more criticism around the sexualization. Well, you know, of, to be honest, you know, it's, it's it's also the girls. You know, the, a lot of the girls will pose a certain way and do certain things and then the other girls feel like you know they have to do that too i work with a lot of women on their posing for stage and when i work with bikini girls i'm very 
up front, like I will not teach you or work with you posing in some of those poses yeah. that are distasteful and just classless, right? Mm -hmm. So I, um, and girls were like, well, don't we have to pose? I'm like, no, you don't have to pose like that, right? You can pose how you want to present yourself. Mm. You know, so it's not have to. So there's, you know, it's, it's, it's a combination yeah. between uh, the women allowing, you know, whatever, just to think that they're going to win because if they do something different, they're going to be different. Yep. And then also, you know, how, you know, media or organizations treat them. So it's, mm. it's, it's not just the organization or just media. It's, it's combination. You can't take all the blame off the, off the girls too. Yeah. So 1991 was your very first contest. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? I do. My mom was with me. <laughs> she went to meet with me up to, I was, it was in Arizona. So we had to fly and I remember I didn't feel real good probably because I didn't know much about nutrition. Yep. I mean, I was only 20. Yep. So I remember going and um, there was only two of us on stage and I won. <laughs> but um, I remember doing 500 sit-ups the night before the show. I didn't, you know, you don't know. You just. Yeah. Um, that was a fitness. It was a Fitness class. USA. So what, how does Fitness USA differ from, say, the IFBB or? Um, they had a, they had a physique round, a routine round, and they had a, um, a gown round. So we had to wear oh, a wow, gown, okay. like a pageant. Yep. So I'd rented a gown, and I went and worked with a... And we had to speak on stage, so we had to say a 45-second... And they would cut the mic off at 45 seconds. Wow, okay. So you had to 45, minute, 45 seconds to say your philosophy on fitness. Okay. So I had, worked with, um, I had worked with uh, a lady who coached girls for pageant. Yep. So she instruct and taught me how to walk in my gown and my heels and how to hold myself and and speak and and then my trainer that I worked with on and off at the gym he would make me stop after a set and say my little spiel right so mm. that it became more fluid and more comfortable so I wasn't just like saying a speech yeah so the, the the routine portion of it was that an aerobics routine or was it a, yeah, a, just a dance whatever you could do okay you know they say they want to see strength, flexibility, endurance, your fitness level. Okay. So whatever you make of that. I suppose back in the, the early 90s and probably not so much in the late 90s, but definitely in the early 90s, that sort of aerobics and fitness was very, very big. It was. Remember, the aerobics uh, competitions yeah. were really big. Well, and there was a few girls that started coming in that had gymnastics background. But, yeah. um, but did, you, they, did you train for gymnastics or was it all track and field? I didn't. I, I was self-taught gymnast. Okay. So I. It's quite rare. Yeah. Right. I mean, I didn't know a lot. I but I had, when I was 14, thought I wanted to be a cheerleader. Mm. So I jumped on the trampoline and taught myself backflip, front flip, aerials, back handsprings, and then I took it to the ground. We lived out in the country. Yep. So I would make my mom come out on the grass outside of a, in our yard, and I would be like, "Watch this!" And I'd do 14 back handsprings in a row, or <laughs> wow. round off backflips, and she'd be like, "Awesome." <laughs> Yeah, yay. Don't, don't injure <laughs> you yourself. Didn't crack, crack your head. Never so hurt myself. So. What, what was your main motivation for getting on stage back in 1991? Um, you know, I had uh, was kind of hanging out with this uh, guy who was a personal trainer at a gym. And I think he had, we had seen a fitness magazine. I don't know, Muscle Mag or Muscle and Fitness. And I 
he showed me picture. We saw some pictures of a Marla Duncan at just yep. one uh, Fitness USA. Yep. 1990, so it was 91, the beginning of 91, and I, I ordered the VHS cassette tape because there was a like a pullout page you could send in and order VHS tape of the of the competition that she yep. won. So I ordered that, and I just thought this looks like fun, and I was already I'd been doing some bikini contests mm. in San Antonio, like local bars yeah. or at the water park or whatever. So it just looked like fun to try. Is that when you, we say local bars and water parks and that? That's what bikini contests were like back in the. Oh, the I made good money. <laughs> I did them for like four and a half years. My last bikini contest was statewide, and it was yeah. all summer long. And at the very end was the big, the finals, and I mm. won a, a Mustang car. Really? Yeah, it was cool. Wow. I Just didn't keep it, but I took it, traded it in, and paid off my car because I liked my car better. Fair enough. I, I've got to say, I've uh, I've been eyeing off the new Mustang. Although in Australia we don't get the good, the good American Mustangs. Uh. We get the the crappy Australian watered-down <laughs> version, the Diet Well, Coke this was a watered-down Mustang, if it makes it. It was red, though. But That's all right. That's but all right. it was fun. You know, that was the last one I did. And mm. actually had said, this is my last competition and, or, you know, bikini contest. And yeah. So I had, I had done those for four years, just earning extra money because yeah. I could make a 1000 bucks in a night. Wow. Okay. And sometimes you'd show up and no one else would show up, so they'd give me the cash. I had 500 bucks. Awesome. 750 200 I mean, it, yeah, just... Never knew exactly how much it was going to be, or sometimes they'd tell you. And so yeah. how, how long after starting competitive sort of bodybuilding and fitness were you? Did you turn pro? How long? What? How long? So how long after you did your first fitness show did you turn pro? Because you you're, you turned well, pro in fitness first and then transferred over to figure. So I did. I've I've never done official bodybuilding. Yep. I started in fitness in '91, and that's all I did up until '99. Yep. Um. 1995, I won the Jantana Pro Fitness Show. It was not attached to any IFBB or anybody. Okay. It was just a standalone show. Yep. And from there, I was invited to the first Fitness Olympia. Wayne D'Amelia invited yep. me to first Fitness Olympia. Okay. So basically, I turned pro 1995. Right, okay. And then I was IFBB from there on. And then 96 was the first year they had pro IFBB shows going into the Olympia, and so I earned my spot back in the Olympia for 96 and so on. Okay. Um, and I did that to 99, and then I had enough of fit, fitness because I was pretty quite tired of the gymnastics. Mm. It's pretty grueling, you know, and I wasn't a gymnast, so I had started taking gymnastics when I was 27. Okay, wow. Out in California. I was living in California. Yeah. So I um, just had enough of... Is that quite late to start training for gymnastics i mean most i guess most people start when they're not kids. for me <laughs> i mean i did what i had to do it wasn't like yeah. i was trying to go do a beam work or yeah. you know training for like olympic style gymnastics yeah. and training for yeah i mean yeah, i basically gymnastics. i just was the things that i knew how to do we were we cleaned them up yep. made them more effective so that i could do them easier yeah um taught me uh fundamentals of those moves and then I just, I was starting to take dance from a choreographer mm. who did my routine. So I was doing dance two, three times a week and practicing with the gymnastics coach three times a week. And yeah. she put my routine together and I just went and learned it. So you, you transitioned over from fitness to figure. So after 99, 99 there was no figure for pros really? until 2003. So was no, I was. There was no pro figure. 
Wow. There was um, national or like NPC level, yep. but I was already IFBB. Okay, so. Wow. And I, their first pro figure show was at the Arnold Classic in 2003. Yep. And I remember getting a call from Jim Lorimer asking probably like this around August in 2002. Yeah. Called and said, Monica, this is Jim Lorimer. Um, how would you feel about competing in my figure international so it's the first figure show so i said sure <laughs> i don't have to do a routine yeah. so that was the first and then i went from 2003 to i guess 2009 was the olympia the last olympia and then 2010 i did the arnold's and they put me seventh and i said i'm done just mm -hmm. didn't feel good being on that stage anymore with the judges and the yeah. whole issues and how did it change over that six or seven years do you think because I mean, like, obviously, you've you know. You I, all I can say is I played by my own rules, and IFPB didn't like it. So do you think the politics yeah, came into absolutely. it a lot? Absolutely, politics played a lot in that. I mean, look, I know people like uh, Lee Priest have said sure. that the politics of bodybuilding comes into the judging in some sad. organizations. Well, it comes um, in because they're basically they tell you they tell them where to place you. It's not like mm. so if you're standing on stage and you know that everything's already been set. Yeah. And you're not one of the puppets, basically, then it's... doesn't really make you feel good I, about it, you. It was just the fact that I didn't feel like I was doing myself justice, hmm. being on that stage, allowing that to happen, knowing, and I just didn't feel right about it anymore. And I felt yeah. like it was, I was um, just not being right by myself. Hmm. And I didn't see any reason. And they, you know, like, well, if you guys want me out of here, then I'm going to go. And, and that's when I started thinking, you know, Paul DeLay had been talking to me and I said, you know... I didn't want to end my career, basically, my show career. Um, that wasn't, because that's not all that I am about. Yeah. Um, shows did not define me. Otherwise, if that had been the case, I would have been, I didn't win a show for 12 years, right? I would have been done. But um, the shows aren't what define me. So, but I didn't want to be done like that. So 2010, I went to WBFF. It was an awesome show. Had a great performance. I ended up with uh, five covers out of the magazine covers out of my photo shoots, that, you know, around the show. Yep. So that was nice. Good. Turned 40 at the same time. And um, I didn't, at that point, I didn't say that I was done or whatever. I just was going through some personal stuff that I needed to finish taking care of. Yeah. And I was starting to run track and I was wanting to focus on my track. Okay. But in 2013, I'm like, well, maybe I'll do the show one more time. That'll be my last show. I'm running track all year. I had the big world's masters track meet at the right two months after the WBFF pro. And I thought I'm going to be in great shape. Mm. I'll do the show two, two months later. I'll go do worlds in Brazil, the masters track meet. Did you find that you were able to train for track and uh, it didn't really interfere with, with the, the your figure training or was it sort um, of one in the same? It was all the same. All the only thing I did different um, for figure was just kind of cut some carbs out because with track you have to keep your carbs a little higher yeah that was it it was good to go for 2013 and then jump back into my track stuff and went and competed in brazil so with with 2013 that was obviously your last last appearance mm -hmm. on stage before. and that was when i was just like you know i'm it's been awesome my last show hoorah <laughs> you know and I, i'm after all those years and not making money really in the shows, it, the shows are not about money and the shows are not about what define you. 
but at some point you have to think, what is what is this doing for me? Yeah. And I wasn't going to keep going back to WBFF. There's, I mean, if you did, I mean, I didn't even make four thousand dollars my last show. Mm. As a professional, after twenty something years, you'd think. Yeah. You'd so make a little bit, even five thousand dollars, like yeah. you know the. So I was like. I'm not doing this. I just didn't have the heart for it anymore. Well, I suppose outside of the IFBB system, um, and even probably the professional men bodybuilding, everyone below that makes a lot less than what Phil Heath ever would winning the Olympia. Um, but you know, there's a lot of organisations that have professional classes, and the, the the men and the women who are in those professional classes end up, you know. They still have to go to work. They still have to have their day job. They still got to, um, you know, do do things to, to pay the bills because there's not enough bodybuilding around the world um, with prize money to keep people employed full time. No, yeah, it's just a. I mean, it ends up to be it's a hobby, and thankfully, I've always had really amazing sponsors. So you know, I've I've had sponsors to pay for majority of all my stuff. Mm. Um, this show's a little different because it's over here, and I didn't have. Had some sponsorships, yep. but it's a big expense, right, to yeah. come over here. Um, so definitely have some sponsors for this show. Suit sponsors, Tammy Marie, making beautiful suits, you know, mm. and thankfully got, you know, some good stuff going on. But um, for me, it wasn't about, you know, people ask, well, how much you get, how much? I'm like, I don't know. There's probably no money. I mean, it wasn't about, it's never been about money for me to get on stage. Yeah. The stage stuff is for building, keeping my name, keeping something for me personally because I'm a, I'm a, I like challenges yep. and I like to have a goal. Um, but again, like going back to my beginning story, NABA was just cool to get back on stage on NABA. Like maybe if I just- Different side if, of the world, different organization. If I had just started out in the industry now, maybe yeah. NABA wouldn't have been like so exciting to me because I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. But because I've been in this sport for so long, I have, I guess I have a, um, excitement about the history of NABA yeah. and being a part of that history mm. and being on the stage and thinking of what NABA has done for the industry mm. and being able to be on that stage as part of that legacy well, of NABA going on. And that's, yeah, it's interesting you say that because a lot of the guys uh, and, and the, the women who are competing in the IFBB today um, or who have competed over the years, many of them got their start in NABBA. And mm. you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great example. Yeah, right. yeah, he won the professional Mr. Universe uh, in England. Even Joe Weider competed mm. in the 1953 Mr. Universe. I've read um, I've read online, it's nice to have some of that history that you can go back and, and read. Because yeah. I've been coming and I've been sharing that, you know, I shared it on Thank Facebook too. Sad, look, sadly, we didn't have Facebook back in, 19, in the right? 1950s. So uh, a yeah. lot of the, uh, a lot, you know, they relied on the photographs that were printed in newspapers or old magazines back then. Um, some of them aren't in the best. Um, yeah, some of them aren't the best quality photos. Sure. But there's plenty of, uh, yeah, plenty of material from, from way back when. Well, it's funny because a lot of you know the younger generations don't know who I am, which is fine. See, that to me, I mean, I'm, th I'm 30 next week. That to me, to not know who you are. When I heard that you were competing at the NABBA Universe, I thought, oh, wow, this is, this is big. This is big news. Aw, um, thank you. You know, I, I grew up, with, you know, as I said before, with, you, know, you were on every magazine cover. <laughs> um, couldn't walk into a, into a shop and not see you on a magazine cover. Uh, I'm pretty sure my, at one point, we had a VHS tape at home. Of, it was a calendar shoot from, mm. it was probably about 95, 96. 
uh, and there would have been you and probably half a dozen other girls on the beach doing the calendar shoot. Muscle Mag or something. Probably. I think so. Yeah, my, the Muscle Mag one. Yeah, Robert Kennedy used to. Yeah. He was so he was so good to the girls, like he was unique man. Yeah. But he was very generous. If he brought you in to to do work for Muscle Mag, mm. he would take care of everything, paid for everything. Like you know, he was very generous. Mm. Pay us some money for covers when the covers would come out. I don't know. I had a great experience with him, and I thought he was a really good man. And he, you know, he's always thoughtful. Of after a show, he'd come over and and he'd tell you positive and and maybe some negative critique, like what maybe you could have done better yeah. or what he really liked about the show. So he really paid attention, and maybe he paid attention to the people that he knew cared what he thought too. Mm. So I always appreciated that in him and how he would he would um, come and talk. So. Who was your who were your mentors when you when you started competing? Were you sort of everything was sort of self <laughs> self driven? I think the only one that it was really exciting for me to to know and to be around was Marla Duncan. Yep. Because she won the show that I had uh, originally looked at doing right, and that's why it led me because I was looking at her physique and she was blonde, and I so I I know that I I can't say that. I did it because I wanted to be her. I just thought, well, this looks like a really neat opportunity. Let me try it, right? And she was, I guess, the person that intrigued me. Mm. I wouldn't say it's mentor, but intrigued me. Yeah. Um, but then when I moved to California and I started doing photos, I got to meet her. And we actually had oh. two covers come out on Muscle Mag together yeah. where I was with her and one other guy. And then she hired me to do uh, some photos for her clothing line when she had her clothing line. Okay. So we actually still keep in touch today. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember when I got to shoot with her, I was, I was, it was fun. You know, I was like, this is cool. Like somebody I had, um, what led me to the industry. Yeah. So she keeps in touch with me and she's always been very, very supportive of what I do and how I've kept my reputation and my look and my, my business sense. So, so it's neat. Growing up, you weren't sitting there watching the, the Miss Olympia um, with you know, Rachel McLeish and Corey Everson. No. And that. Never really, I didn't know anything really about bodybuilding your, growing up. Yeah. My mom was a horse trainer. Yep. Everyone thought my mom was a bodybuilder. We'd go to the mall and because she's always had muscle and yeah. ripped abs and shoulders and biceps and everything. And we'd go to the mall shop or something. We lived out in the country. So we would go to the mall and people would be like, you're a bodybuilder. And I'm like, I didn't know what bodybuilding was. Yeah. And my mom will tell a funny story. When I was in high school, my senior year, my mom told me I was never allowed to go into a gym. Because that's where men picked up women. <laughs> I show her I'm going to start working out in the gym and become a fitness person. No, I, just, I laugh about it now, but yeah. um, she just didn't know. So we didn't know. She wasn't into weight. She was horse yeah. trainer. Works. We worked hard out in the country, and you know, pulling. what kind of horses did you have? Well, we had we had a bunch of different types of horses. My my sister owns a horse riding we had school. Arabians, yeah. quarter horse, thoroughbred, a little bit of everything. So, so, uh, she trained a lot of different stuff. And my husband now is a horse trainer. So we okay. work primarily now with quarter horses. Okay. And that's what I have at home. Do you ride much? Mm -hmm. or are you? Oh, yeah. Horse show, too. You show as well? Uh-huh. Okay. So that's, uh, there's, there's different sides to people that you never see. You, yeah. People think... You want to see pictures? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> um, I'll pull one up so you can see. I su I su because it's kind of funny. I put it on Facebook. It's kind of funny. I, yeah, I can send you some. Um, the horse shows are so... You're so completely covered in a horse sh in a horse show, yeah. And then in this, completely uncovered, right? Yeah. 
So. I suppose it's it's something that people don't, you know, they probably wouldn't associate you with uh, running track or, or riding horses. So my husband and there's me with my dogs. Oh and my look god! At the That's suits, fantastic. The jackets are these sparkled. So this, this, made. Is, this is Western. This is, this Western, is a Western, but there. I also do. Um, that's a sh- one on the ground, and okay. I ride English as well. Yep. So that's my horse. This is my horse. Oh wow! I'll show you. Uh, where's a? Oh, there's. I just won a third oh. in one of the world championships back in home in August. Oh, fantastic! So I ride English and Western. Cool. That's, uh, that's good. My, well, yeah, like I said, my sister uh, is the same. So hopefully um, she's been over to the States. She did a lot of horse camps with uh, Camp America. Okay. Um, got to meet Warren Beatty and his kids and Tommy oh, Lee Jones's kids and all these. Wow. Uh, yeah, so there's definitely a, definitely a big world of, well, world of equestrian out there that people don't. something else that I do. What's this? This is how I've been training the last year and a half. You familiar with the Ninja Warrior stuff? Yeah. So okay. So, is, so you're a. This is my coach. You do, you do Ninja Warrior. David, he's 25. Yeah. That's me, and oh, his wow. father is 55. And I trained. This is the warp to wall. The four. So we went up this thing 18 times in a row, one oh after the other. Yep. It was a six minutes video where we just kept going to see how many times we could go. But I do uh, American Ninja Warrior stuff too. Do you? Think That's you, how I've been training, actually. You. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. Oh yeah, Brazil. That's Brazil. All kinds of stuff. Okay, so here. there's plenty of plenty of photos and videos left to put on oh, Facebook, yeah, exactly. so that people don't listen to this and go, "What the hell are they talking What's about?" What's going on? What, that's a great photo there. World champion oh. track. Yeah, a little bit of everything. I'm a. I like to be. I'm an athlete before I'm anything else. That's why you know when people give me a hard time about mm. organization, I'm like, I'm just an athlete. Yeah. And I want to I want to better people's lives, and I want more people to be drawn to our our sport. Do you think it's problematic people either retire or they they, they take a step back and they fall into this sort of place of obscurity, um, and then they don't really know what to do with their lives because they've sure. got nothing else other than competitions. Sure. So well, that's li- why I was saying I a competition doesn't define me. It's just mm-hmm. part of what I do. So twenty five years in the industry. That's a that's a yeah that's a very long time. Do you think there's a t- there's a day when that you when you'll say, all right, uh, it's enough. I'm I'm happy. Probably to just not because I you know I have so many different avenues between helping other women compete and working with women that are hundred pounds overweight. I mean I I do a lot of different things and I love I love health and fitness and mm-hmm. so whatever aspect I can help people that's just what I'm about. It's just helping building other people up, blessing other people's lives. This yeah. is an avenue for me to reach more people. Yep. I have had a blast coming over here and meeting all of these people here in the UK. Yeah. I mean, they've treated us like gold and we've been able to give back to them. I've had some girls come train with me at the gym this mm-hmm. week. It's just, it's awesome. That's what it's about. It's yeah. not just about the show, but the show is, it's just part of it's the puzzle. Yeah, the show is a vehicle to spread the message. Yeah, although so. I'm excited, like I said, about NABA getting yeah. on that stage and just knowing the history of NABA. Yeah. Um, what's next for you after this? Vacation. You, vacation? <laughs> so, I'm two like, weeks. You know, I'm going to vacation for two weeks, and I don't have any... I've never been somebody that has, like, long-term, five-year plan, five year plan goals. Yeah. Um, you know, God, I feel like God has led me every step I've needed to go. Um, I'm a girl of faith, and I just know that God's got a, his hand on me, guiding me. My husband is amazing. He's 
a great leader for our family, and I have uh, six godchildren. Wow. The one 13-year-old in San Antonio, she yep. stays with me on and off, so help, helping to raise her. She's not family. Yeah. None of them are family. Yeah. I don't have my own children. God's never blessed me with that, but I have. he has blessed me with a lot of prayer for six God kids, four different moms. Wow. So for next for me is just taking each day as it comes, being thankful for that day. Um, I don't know where all of this show stuff is going to go. I have no idea what's next in show world because yeah. basically I need to get through NABA and see what comes up, right? So last weekend you competed at the PCA mm -hmm. show here. For those who don't know what the PCA is, because it's only really... It's a new organization. It's a new organization. It started up in, in England um, probably two years ago, and they've really... The PCA has really exploded. It's all over the UK now, and they've mm -hmm. uh, got connections to uh, the Middle East, I believe, uh, and possibly even South Africa. How did you find the PCA experience as compared to WBFF and IFBB and, and other shows? Awesome. They ran a very nice show. It was very clean. Um, the stage was awesome. It was just... You know, the whole whole event was really good. I actually, it's the first time I've ever done a show that was only one run through. Yeah. That was awesome. So there's no prejudging <laughs> nice. a night show. Just it was really show, nice. Yeah. I kept yeah. this, I slept in that morning. <laughs> you just I've got to be up, up at, five, you, I've got to be up at like 4.45 tomorrow morning. Yeah. That's hard, right? Because then you have all day and all night. Like, yeah. that's a long day. Mm. Um, so yeah, sleeping in was really nice. <laughs> Especially because we had just gotten in on Friday. So by Sunday, it was still a little like... Waking up, but I, I did see a video of the. I think it was when you were announced the overall champion there, um, and that's. I guess that's a that's a bit of diff, slightly different as well. That in the IFBB they don't tend to do an overall champion anymore. Right. Um, they're just so everything's it's just, just each class. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, this is a new organization. I think they. I was a little confused, but I'm like, so we're doing an overall with bikini girls and figure and so forth. But I guess what I, what they were trying to do is have you know whoever represented their category best as the overall okay that's what that, i understand. it's very difficult to you know i, I did see the video yeah, and I it's couldn't got be compared bikini, to bikini girls girl. and the, the bodybuilding um competitors as well on the same stage right and it's so very tough to look at and a lot of people go, well, back at home were asking about that like why are you were they were confused yeah but i i just that's what my understanding was is that they're looking at each girl individual for her class yep did she represent her class the best or did this one okay. represent their class the best? And so, but I was, um, I was excited. You know, I haven't been on stage in three years. Mm. It was really fun. It was a, it was a great show. It went, ran smooth. So what got, lots I mean, of help. I, I understand um, through your connection with uh, Eddie Robinson that you've mm -hmm. come over to the NABBY universe. Yes. How did you get involved with the PCA? Um, through mutual friend, okay. Simon, um, and a friend of mine, AJ, that connected me to Simon. Yep. Simon actually, I guess, had met me back in 1996 okay. at the Arnold one year. So yep. um, basically, he just, um, they've been, you know, kind of helping me put things together here, makeup mm. artist and tanning si and Simon was the one who said, I you know, do the PCA show and um, They go, just or? said, would you like to do the show too while you're here? So Simon and... Just the, right, you know, just okay, the people, the they just, the organization basically said, if you'd okay. like to come and yep. do a warm-up show before NABBA, welcome to do the warm-up show. Cool. Um, how have you enjoyed Birmingham so far? It's been awesome. Other than like the I cold, said, it's it doesn't really bother you? I got a brand new beautiful coat and I'm <laughs> fabulous in it, so cold is not bothering me at all. The only cold that bothered me was tanning last Friday night because it was really cold 
and we had to get tanned, so that was cold. Otherwise, I haven't been cold. So what's, Texas at the moment would be pretty warm. Yep, about 90 degrees. 90 degrees, I'm sure I think it's about 30, 30 degrees Celsius. It's nice and summery, or 35 degrees Celsius. It's hot. quite yep, warm. It was still Here, hot. it's grey skies and uh, definitely not bikini weather. Yeah. Uh, it's also, uh, I always find that funny that you, know, you go to a, a country where it's very, very cold and it's wintry and we'll be having a bodybuilding contest and people are there in close to nothing. Yep. Uh, so I think it's, we should be uh, should be in a nice sunny environment, but well, you know, you got to take what you can. We did a did a photo shoot one one day here this week, and um, it was really cold in the gym, and of course outside we did some stuff outside, but we had some really cool pictures. So, so it was fun. You've competed in a lot of different countries all around the world. What was your favorite country to visit to compete? Well, honestly, I've only competed in Canada, U.S., and France now here. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right now, this has been the best. All right, there you go. So anyone listening to the this, UK England is has been the best. <laughs> UK is the, is the best. I mean, France was fun. I won the Olympia that year, but yeah. the the experience wasn't as awesome as we've had here. Okay. I suppose this is a, a different experience. You're at a different stage in your career and yeah. probably uh, probably not as much pressure on you from other people, you know, you, whatever pressure I you put on yourself. I didn't take any pressure from anybody. This is all fun and games for me. Right. You know what my goal was? To get on the Napa stage and just look how I needed to look. Yep. I want to look my best. I want my fans to be happy. I want to inspire people, especially those women that are over 40 that think they're done. Mm. That's it. Mm. There's no expectations. And, the, you know, the thing is, is this is the first, PCA was the first show I've ever had to do posing for yeah okay completely that's, that's different an interesting point as and well, i uh, had always said you know i'm not a bodybuilder i don't do bicep poses i've never done bicep posing ever no, I, I did see a video today of you posing now uh, yeah and that yeah. You know, you, again you've got a very very impressive physique Thank obviously you. you've got a lot of years of training under your belt so um if you didn't have an impressive physique it'd be very disappointing but um, <laughs> see that's why i wanted to look i just want to look i, I wanted to make my fans happy it, uh, i wanted them to say wow she hasn't gone anywhere she still looks good this is something I've never really understood. The the, the um, posing in heels. Well, look, <laughs> Naba has always done posing. There's uh, the routines are without heels, and then the um, the comparisons and that are done with heels. But the IFBB has never had posing with figure. Um, they introduced physique, and that had the routine aspect, and it was sort of a lighter option rather than having to go to the extremes of the female bodybuilding. Um, do you think that's something that's missing from IFBB figure that they don't give the the, the ladies a chance I, to I show off their physique properly? I don't know. I've never thought about it to be honest. It Doesn't really honestly matter. just don't. I don't really have an opinion on that. Okay, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, fair I mean, enough. I don't know. I think they were trying to really keep figure to be a softer look, and when you start throwing posing in, it, it makes it harder. Yeah, I suppose Personally. The, the softer look is the bikini and the what's uh, their, their fitness or their. Yeah, You're just asking a bunch of questions that, you know, it, the thing is, is the day of the show, who's up there, who's yeah. doing what, what the judges, I mean, it's, yeah. it's all subjective. Mm. And I don't know. I don't know how to answer anything because half the time they said I was too hard or too soft and wrong suit, wrong color, hair, tan was off, shoes were I can off. I guarantee you, you won't uh, get that sort of criticism tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. No, one, no one's going to be uh, looking at your shoes. I'm sure they'll be all focused Thank you. on you. <laughs> okay, so you, you've you've competed in front of big crowds over the years. I would assume on the Olympia stage and the, the WBFF stage. Mm -hmm. What's it like standing in front of 
thousands and thousands of people, you know, you're, you're the, the central focus. What's going through your mind? Um, just focusing point? on the people right in front of me that I can see. Yep. Because to me, making eye contact is nice because it keeps me in the moment and not, I mean, and I don't want to look like I'm spaced out looking at nothing. So mm. I don't, I can't see way out there. It's dark usually anyways. Yeah. And you hear the noise and that's awesome. And then that's, I don't know. It's all, it's not, it's just a good feeling, I suppose. Mm. But that's all that's going through my mind. Standing what? ovation? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, in one of the years at the Arnold Classic. Yep. Um, I had come in seconds again. And the, um, as the, the announcer announced me second, um, I think he thought I should have won, maybe, because I was second every year, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Anyways, he allowed the crowd to have a chance to give me a, a standing ovation. Wow. It was, it was pretty cool. Big sign of respect. It's not, yes, there's not exactly. many times in, in our industry when you'll get a standing ovation. It's usually when someone uh, is announcing their retirement, but... Yeah, yeah. For, for that to occur it was, on such it was a very special. stage like that, it's, yeah. It was very special. And um, I was confused at first because all I knew is I needed to get out of the middle of the stage so they could announce the winner. I knew I wasn't going to win the show anyways, but yeah. the girl that handed me my trophy kept me out there. I guess mm. she knew what was going on. So she was like, just, I was trying to yeah. move and she's like, I kept me there. there. <laughs> and I was like, and then I could see what was going on. And yeah. it was it was very special. Having competed at the Arnold Classic, did you get a chance to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, sure. And a couple times. I mean, but, you know, he, he moves through the crowd really fast, and he doesn't really look at people too well. And so there was a couple of times at different booths where I was that, you know, he came and stood right next to me and yep. took pictures with the group or whatever. But mm. there wasn't, like, stand and communicate with him. Yeah. And I, I think he was always really respectful of the girls. Yep. Um, he had tons of Secret Service you know, guy, security <laughs> people all around him. It would have been the governor him. at that stage. I, what? I, it would have been still the governor at that yep. stage. So yes. So he had lots of security and everyone, you know, made everyone push back everybody. And mm. there was one time that was kind of funny. Uh, I was working for uh, muscular development. I was uh, yep. just, a, you know, brought in, they brought me in for signing autographs and stuff. And they had a big stage on one side and then they had a small stage on the other side of the booth where I was with a couple of the bodybuilders or yeah. bodybuilder and another girl and we were all signing pictures and and Arnold came through and they were so all pumped up you know everyone was on the big stage and he came over and he came in and stood right next to me and the other bodybuilder <laughs> and got the picture for the booth yeah and I was like hey this is awesome and um and then he left and they were they were pretty upset because he was they supposed wanted. to go on the other side of the you know where the big stage was mm. <laughs> I was like, it was kind of fun but um yeah, I mean, it wasn't like chit-chatty, you know. He's always got 100 people around him, so. Yeah. Do you stay in touch with many of the people that you've competed with over the years? A couple of them here and there, yeah. Yeah. I suppose there's there's always people that you're going to be good friends with and sure. people who might... Well, I mean, a lot of times it's just, you know, once in a while you talk to someone, but... Mm. I, yeah, I, I mean... The, the people you, know. you, you competed against over the years, sometimes you'll... You, know, you form very strong friendships, sure. and other times it's just, oh, well, you know, we... Well, acquaintances. We're, yeah, we're on stage together, and that's yeah. about it. I mean, well, you can only keep up with so many people, right? That's true. That's true. You know, and I've got a life of my own and family and full busy, so yeah. you can only keep up with so many people. But when I see people, I mean, yeah, we talk and catch up. Um, 
Yeah. So you're you're still obviously still training. Um, you're you prepare people for competition. Very as well? a few. Yes. I'm not. I'm uh, not trying to become this world-renowned nutritionist and train a bunch of people. I have a few girls that I help with, and um, I just kind of keep it low-key because I don't want to take on more than I can actually handle. And I put a lot into the girls, so the girls that I work with yep. are very, um, very excited about working with me, and they're going to do what the, they're putting in the same effort I'm putting in, basically. Okay. So I'm not going to just work with someone that's flippant about it. How have you found training differently? You know, training over 40, obviously you, you may not train in the same style that you might when you're 20 or 30. I'm doing American Ninja Warrior stuff two or three times Actually, a week now. Actually, that's a good point. That's a good point. So you're probably more intense now than, uh, than you were back then. Nothing is. I've probably gotten better. Do you ever think maybe trying fitness again? No. No? No, no, no reason to. Absolutely no reason to. All right. Don't need to be flipping around on a hard stage. <laughs> All right, well, look, thank you very much for talking <laughs> with me today. I think we've probably uh, taken up enough of your time. Well, Hopefully thank you for having me. It's fun to get to chat about everything, and I was excited to get to share my excitement about NABA. Thank you. Especially well, with you. We really appreciate with, you being here. With your family, and I want everyone to realize that I was very, I'm very honored to be on the NABA stage with the history of NABA and what NABA's been for this sport, and I'm, I'm excited about representing the USA and... So I'm thankful that I'm here. Well, thank you. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people around the world cheering you on tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, you've got, I don't know, you've got a Facebook page? Yeah. Um, you know, my personal page is completely full and people waiting. Yep. I have a, uh, a fan page. I'm still on that one, though. It's just Monica Brandt. Yep. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, Monica Brandt, easy. Yep. And um, I've got a website, monicabrandt.com. So All right. fairly well, easy to get a hold of. Cool. <laughs> I do respond to people okay, as good. much as I can. All right. Well, look, congratulations on your success so far. It's Thank been an you. absolutely wonderful career. I wish you all the best tomorrow. Thank you. Not that you'll need any uh, good luck because no, it's, you've it's, got... It's not luck for me. It's just if it's right for you, then it's right for you, right? Yeah. I, I, when people say luck, I'm like, I don't want to, I, I don't ever accept luck because to me, you work very hard for something. Now this is subjective. Mm. So it's a subjective thing. So you can never, you could be your best every time and not really win because of somebody else being better yeah. overall. Mm. Um, but I don't, I appreciate when people say good luck cause I know their heart where their heart is, yeah. but just a little side note about me, like I'm about, I work hard. Mm. And I'm not going to think that luck is why I won, not that my hard work hasn't paid off. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm a girl of blessings, so I'll take blessings and best right, of well, skill. I like the best of skill. All right. Well, best of skill and <laughs> many blessings to you. All right, Daniel. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. <laughs> thank you. All right. So that was Monica Brandt. Um, again, you know, I, I don't really need to say much more. She... She is Monica Brandt. You know what can what can you say? She's she's absolutely fantastic. She is a world class competitor, um, and she is you know, truly one of the greatest competitors in the bodybuilding and fitness industry ever, in my opinion. Uh, and and I, I couldn't wish her more good good fortune because uh, she's just such a lovely person, such a bright, happy person. I got to meet her mum as well, um, and, and you know I 
don't think we really got introduced properly, but uh, Monica's mum is just such a, a wonderful, loving, supporting, supportive person, and um, it's really, really awesome to see people, you know, keeping their their families close and and all that. So, I uh, I had a, I had a really good time talking with Monica today, and I hope you enjoyed the show too. So, next time on this is bodybuilding, we'll be talking to Nigel Gordon Ray, the compare of the Nabba Universe, with well over 20 Nabi Universe contests under his belt. Never as a competitor, though. Um, and a little bit later on, we'll be speaking with Tony Mount, the reigning professional Mr. Universe. So we've got that to look forward to. Anyway, that's it from me. Signing off, this is Bodybuilding Abroad. Abroad.